2009, the Seattle Police Department acquired two aerial surveillance drones. They're basically flying video cameras piloted via remote control. Drones, also called unmanned aerial vehicles, or UAVs, have been used extensively in the airspace above Afghanistan and Pakistan. You can also see them patrolling our borders. For many, the controversial technology conjures up concerns over Big Brother on the home front. And it's safe to say the purchase didn't go over well in a town that rioted over the World Trade Organization. That protest was due in part to a free information request we filed on July 20th, 2012. What really infuriated many Seattleites was their police didn't bother to tell them about the drone for two years. So when our request showed that the Seattle Police Department had bought two drones and were looking to buy more, people flocked to a city council meeting in protest. No drones! No drones! That's what you've been hearing. That's what we're covering on episode four of Muckrock. Project's editor, Sean Musgrove, tells the story of our drone census project. It's our joint effort with the Electronic Frontier Foundation to map the use of domestic drones across the United States. We go from Seattle to Maine following the documents obtained from 375 free information requests filed over the course of seven months. Sean even ends up on television in San Diego. It's a crazy story bent on better understanding what exactly is flying over our heads. I'm Michael Morrissey. This is Muckrock. Keep listening. Hi, Michael from Muckrock here. I wanted to put in a quick word from our amazing sponsors this week. First, MailChimp. More than 4 million people and businesses around the world, including Muckrock, use MailChimp to send email newsletters. MailChimp celebrates creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Thanks to MailChimp for sponsoring, and go to MailChimp.com to learn more. This episode is also brought to you by Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. Muckrock listeners can download a free ebook on us and get an extended free trial of the service by going to audiblepodcast.com slash muckrock. Project's editor, Sean Musgrove. It all started with a list of 70 agencies. The EFF wanted a list of all the drone waivers given out by the Federal Aviation Administration to government agencies across the country. The FAA rejected that request, but the EFF stepped up and filed a lawsuit for the documents. It won. The list included the major military branches, the FBI and CIA, large police departments like Seattle, and even some universities. But it also included sheriffs in small-town Kansas, the U.S. Forest Service, and even some environmental agencies. And that made us wonder, where did this process start? How were these agencies planning to use drones? And who else had their eye on them? To find out, we sought help from the muckrock community. We asked people to give us leads for filing FOIAs all across the country. For good measure, I also sent FOIAs to the 50 largest police departments and 25 largest sheriff's offices in the country, plus every state law enforcement agency. In total, we sent 375 requests. What were you looking for? I was looking for contracts and internal policies. We wanted to know how agencies got their hands on their drones and how they would be using them. We filed the following request, a bridge for clarity. One. Any contracts, budgets, or cost allocations for the purchase and slash or use of aerial drones. Two. 
any policies, guidelines, manuals, and slash or instructions on department use of drones. Which includes A. Procedures for storing video or images taken by drones. B. The altitude at which drones can or do fly. C. Drones' ability to carry weapons. And D. Any legal process required to use a drone for surveillance. Most of the contracts led to one place, the Department of Homeland Security. DHS acts almost like a giant treasure chest for law enforcement agencies across the country. With Homeland Security funding, police can often purchase equipment without consulting the public or their legislative body. That's what happened in Seattle. Let me see if I get it. Seattle police got two drones, and then they didn't have to notify the city council about that purchase? That's right. Drones are so new that most states don't have any laws in the books to address their use. But since Homeland Security covered the bill, police in many cases have no reason to broadcast their purchases to public representatives. What happened in Seattle after this all came to light? Protesters filled city council hearings and shouted down police explanations. Documents from Seattle indicated that police not only bought two drones in 2009, but they were looking to buy additional units. The mayor finally ordered the chief to return both drones to the manufacturer. Hmm. So where else did you find drones? In a couple of unexpected places. One of the more interesting responses came from Maine. The Maine State Police said it had a device that appeared to fall within the scope of our request. The device, purchased for approximately $300, has not been deployed in operations by our agency to date and will not be so deployed until appropriate agency policies are in place that provide clear guidance to Maine State Police personnel on the use of this technology. The drone they purchased was a toy, a Parrot AR Drone 2.0. It's designed for recreational filmmaking as a trick plane and is controlled by smartphone app. Picture the little helicopters and hovercraft that fly in front of kiosks at the mall. The Maine State Police released an internal list of pros and cons about the unit. Pros. Cheap. Digital cameras are crystal clear. 100 meters of capability. Cons. 15 minutes of fly time. Heavy wind may prohibit it from being flown. It's a toy, which probably wasn't made to be used for tactical missions. To that I say, why not? It turned out that Maine State Police were thinking that if they bought a toy, they didn't have to report it as a drone. Maine is one of 30-plus states considering bills to regulate drones. Again, the Maine State Police are just one example from thousands of pages we got back on drones, and much of it came from areas we didn't see coming. One surprise was University Police at Georgia Tech. What would University Police want with a drone? The Georgia Tech Police Department proposed using drones to monitor football games and other large events. I can just imagine the thousands of taxpayer dollars going to monitor games of cornhole. Tell me about it. They even wanted to use it to monitor freshman move-in day. A slide from the department's project pitch outlines its grand design. This is the right place and the right time to lead the world in the use of unmanned aircraft for local law enforcement. The FAA denied Georgia Tech's application for a drone waiver. But as more documents came into Muckrock, something strange happened. My guest right now is Sean Musgrave. He is the projects editor at Muckrock, which is a watchdog journalism organization that is working on something right now called the Drone Census Project. Sean, you, have you ever been interviewed before? Well, sure, but I've never been put into an interview representing a side. In this case, the side of watchdog journalism. But I would find myself there yet again due to a battle over documents we engaged in with the sheriff of San Diego.
Muckrock is sponsored in part by Audible, the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks, and we have a special offer exclusively for our listeners. Audible offers 100,000 books, covering virtually every genre. If you want to listen to a book, Audible has it. Listen to audiobooks anytime, anywhere, including on iPhones, iPads, computers, and Kindles. And here's the best part. Audible is offering Muckrock listeners a free audiobook, along with a 30-day trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash muckrock to take advantage of the special offer. By doing so, you not only get the chance to check out a great service, you support our show as well. And I've got a recommendation if you're looking for a great listen. Check out Tim Weiner's Legacy of Ashes, The History of the CIA, which is an inside look at one of America's most secretive government agencies. Get a free copy of that audiobook and many more with a free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash muckrock. And now, back to our show. In July 2012, we sent the same drone records request to the Sheriff of San Diego County that we had sent to the 300 other agencies. They initially said they had no documents on drones, but we found out that wasn't true. A couple months later, when Seattle police sent us their drone file, they included emails from a drone manufacturer called Daytron. The email said that a few San Diego County Sheriff's officers had gone to Daytron's California site and did a couple test flights. But the San Diego Sheriff had said they didn't have anything on drones. Right. Daytron also sent San Diego County a sample estimate for how much a drone system would cost. So we sent San Diego a second records request asking for more information. They responded with the following. We decline to comment on the sales quotation. No comment isn't a valid response to a records request. An agency either releases documents, says it doesn't have what we're looking for, or indicates why it can't release them. We pressed again for the public documents. This time, the San Diego Sheriff said they fall under the Deliberative Process Clause. Basically, the police told us the documents weren't public because the department didn't end up buying the drones. I took issue with that. I believe the transparency shouldn't be retroactive. All this led to my appearance on NBC10 in San Diego. This drone hovers like a dragonfly. It's manufactured by a Vista company called Daytron. But a public records watchdog group out of Boston called Muckruck says not so fast. The story focused on the potential uses for drones. It didn't go into the back and forth battle for documents. That's a battle we're still fighting. Drones are controversial and communities need to know the decision-making that goes into using them. Police are not private corporations. Hiding behind the deliberative process exemption keeps the public in the dark. Now, Sean, that's a common and often valid exemption. But it's not meant to be a catch-all exemption to keep policy decisions hidden. And good journalism, at its core, seeks to inform the public about issues that directly impact their lives. The good thing about this drone census project and other great work being done around domestic drones is that its results are being reflected in legislation around the country. City councils and state legislatures are taking up the issue. Drones can certainly be used in appropriate ways, but the implementation of such technology should be open, transparent, and upfront. Our story today came from Muckrock Project's editor, Sean Musgrave. In the course of reporting this story, Sean discovered something unexpected. A couple sheriff's departments told him that they were using the documents posted on Muckrock to see what other departments are doing and to see where drones might be appropriate for their own department's use. Sean, Muckrock, and the EFF are also working on a new set of public document requests for a second round of an updated drone census. 
This batch will go out to over a thousand departments across the country. We'll let you know what we find. Additional sourcing for this story came from Jason Kobler of U.S. News and World Report, Christine Claridge of the Seattle Times, Casey McNerthy of the Seattle Post-Intelligencer, Bill Cotterill of Reuters, and Manuel Valdez of the Associated Press. It was edited and produced by Bradley Campbell. All the stories you hear on Muckrock are made possible by the Freedom of Information Act. Want to file a public records request of your own? Head to our website, muckrock.com. We'll show you how. To date, Muckrock has filed 4,656 Freedom of Information requests, bringing more than 109,908 pages of public documents into the public eye. I'm Michael Morrissey. This is Muckrock. Thanks for listening.